Welcome to Jaipur Bites. I'm your host, Lakshdatta. What you're about to hear is a session from the Jaipur Lit Fest 2022 Digital Edition. And it's called, I Believe in Books. Sonali Bendre Behel, in conversation with Meghna Pant. Minoha is an actor, a cancer survivor, a style icon. But today, let's shine the light on Sonali the bookworm. Sonali, let me first, I want to really explore, you know, your book club in particular. You know, you've uh, you set it up, the Sonali book club, uh, since 2017. So tell me what led to its creation and what's been your journey so far? Well, actually, the book club, uh, I was... I discovered social media or I would say that uh, it came to a point where I could not not be on the social media. And so my team was like, you need to have a presence so that, you know, the fake accounts can be handled because once there is a real <laughs> account, it just takes care of everything else. Otherwise, it's crazy what goes on. So uh, the idea, so it was like, get onto it. I got onto it. And, you know, it's a wonderful place, the social media, the openness, the connectivity and all of that. And I was like, it's so amazing. And I don't want to waste this tool. Uh, on on you know talking in and stuff and I was like yeah. oh my god so amazing I wish I could use it better and then it was just a thought of using social media to uh, in a positive way and uh, getting back uh, you know I had also sort of kind of lost touch with reading uh, my reading habit because after the child busy and you know we've all got consumed with the bites now so we're all looking for the short, quick fixes, you know, for getting your information and we're not looking at the... So basically, it was just about reconnecting with my habit of reading. I really felt I was stagnating in my life and I was missing and craving the reading habit and uh, using social media in a positive way. So the idea was to form a book club where you get a few like-minded people and, you know, um, discuss books, share ideas. And it was just something as simple as that. Until today, as you will see, the uh, you know you can go onto the book club, you can go onto the uh, you know Facebook and join the group, and but it's by invite. You, you know, we just wanted okay. to keep people who are interested in reading. It was not about getting the numbers because it really didn't matter. You know, it's you know, just so many. You know, it's a very niche uh, uh, amount, the few amount of people who are really enjoying reading books still. So yeah. it was big to kind of find those and make that the community. That's and uh, uh, the, the thing about this community also was that this community, it started off with this. And in, in, in about 2018, when I went through my uh, cancer diagnosis and I was going through my treatment, this community and this reading habit, it was literally like as if I had formed it to take me through that period of my time. Because this community... Oh, that's amazing. Reading, huh. Just yeah. to do that. Uh, so while I always talk about how my family was a great support system, I had friends who were my great support system. And in the same way, this book club was a great support system, you know, for me to go through what I was going through. The kind of books that came through, the kind of suggestions for reading that came through. And also just the fact that, you know what, I need to finish this book so that I do the book discussion and put the next book out. Just the need to do that saw yeah. me wake up, get up, get out of the bed, read, do the research and forget the pain. And you just saw me go through the 
process. So it was a huge part of seeing me get through this uh, illness. That's so heartening to hear. I mean, kudos to you. And, you know, I think finding a tribe in this in today's world is an achievement in itself. And I'm so glad it translated so well, you know, into, into your uh, personal life as well. And kudos to you. But, you know, tell, me, tell us something. You've interviewed so many famous authors. Who do you think has been the most interesting person or, or say that you've interviewed so far? You know, somebody who just couldn't shake off their words or, uh, of course, their books. Uh, is there one such person? You know, there are, it would, I really can't bring it down to one. And that's one thing that I keep telling you, and I've always said it in my life, where books are concerned, you cannot just bring it down to one. Because I think <laughs> we all go to books and to reading, and we're all in different moods and phases in our life. And, you know, at different times, you like different things. Or sometimes when you go back to the books, you find different meanings in it. And I would say it's the same thing with the authors, you know. Uh, you you are looking at and picking up that book because it's satisfying some part of you in it. So there's just narrowing it down to one person is is not something that uh, I can uh, you know kind of get down to. But I've had some amazing conversations with authors, Indian as well as abroad, and you know uh, it's only enriched the conversations in the book club, the kind of con- content we are putting out in it, and more than anything else, it has enriched my life. And uh, I think I, I, I don't even remember all the names that we have, you know, kind of uh, done. But uh, in, in the recent ones, uh, Charlie Maxey was a, was a very, very uh, important conversation because, you know, what he's doing with illustration and kind of putting out the stories that he's putting out, especially in today's time and age. It's just, yeah. just so, so important. I've had some in- interesting young authors, you know, like uh, who have been interesting to kind of curate and put out and say that, uh, you know, uh, try these authors out um uh, there was that book i don't remember that it was something the the woman in the window or what was it it was a thriller and you know it was a and when i had the conversation with the author from new york i'm so sorry i'm forgetting the name but whoever is listening to this conversation if you can go on the book <coughs> it was kind of yeah. a thriller and it was and you know the fact that the author was using a a, a different name and okay. it was if i'm not mistaken and it was so amazing when he spoke about uh, what he had gone through in life and how he had written it because he had gone through this himself. And the conversation that uh, we had to get the book, the conversation when we were having it, it went into how you deal with mental illness and how you identify amazing. with it. And it was so, it was, it, it was, it was something that you learned. And I think the community, we learned so much from it. So all of these, uh, authors you know you, you've learned so much from from all of them and uh, uh you know vegetarian vegetarian i think that uh in the beginning yes, yes, of the, yes. oh i love that book the book right. club we did this uh this book which was a south korean uh yes. writer and the, the culture that you get to hear and the and you know the the stuff that you understand from there I, it was it was so amazing uh the problem with me and i'm sorry to uh, do this is because of my post this chemotherapy of mine I have brain fog my memory is so short so I see the visuals <laughs> of what I want to say and I keep forgetting uh, <laughs> don't kind of catch the words so just forgive me for that I'm going to go through I'm that. like that even without chemo <laughs> yeah, I think all creative people are like that so don't worry. Yeah, and rather than uh, rather than getting flustered and kind of hiding 
I'm just oh. accepting it and I'm just telling it that this is what it is. This is what I go through constantly because things just, I just slip. They just slip I love from that. Me. I love so that I about you. Visual and I know this name and yet I cannot <laughs> bear with me. Uh, thankfully, we are in, in times of social media and internet. And so everything is so easy to Google and find out. Or just go on the book club and find out everything <laughs> I'm forgetting to say. And you will get that. So that's the advantage of the times that we live in. Yeah. You know, Sonali, I'd love to know, I think, as would anybody who's listening in, have you always been a voracious reader? Like, uh, were you reading even when you were filming or, you know, uh, on the sets? Uh, you know, do tell us, like, share, uh, like anecdotes of your reading history or any particular book that you read as a child or even any particular character that you were very enamored with while you were growing up. You know, my father was in the central government services. So every two years, you yeah. were place he would get transferred the whole family would move so my childhood was pretty gypsyish in that sense (laughs) so you were moving schools so books and my sisters were my best friends so every time you went you formed a relationship and then you know you it kind of you knew you were moving on so but books moved with you so they were always my best friends they were also my security blanket I would say because you know every time you went into a new school and you had to break into a new group of people you were always away out you were the you know, you were the newcomer, you know how that gets. So um, just to not feel awkward, out would come a book and I would sit there and I would always say that it's fine if nobody talks to me. It's fine if I don't know anybody. I have my book with me and I can survive this. So my the books have really like kind of all my life, it's been a pattern. Books have seen me through so much. Uh, when I got into movies, it was, um, again, the world was so different. I didn't come from this world. I don't have my parents still today are so non-filmy and you know don't understand this world uh, so much at all so for me it was literally like being on another planet I did not know this world yeah. this universe existed so <laughs> and as usual at the moment I'm uncomfortable insecure out comes the book <laughs> so I always it's like a safety blanket yeah I was on the sets with the book I didn't know this line. I was not trained for this line of work. So I started reading up about movies, understanding about them. I started reading up, uh, you know, biographies of various directors just to understand. And uh, so on set, that was what it was. I needed a book and I needed to learn about this profession, which I had no clue about. So my way of dealing with it was to read about it, you know. Um, in fact, on the first film that I was shooting for was uh, a film called Naras with Mahesh Bhatt. And... Um, I was on set, the, the, that film released second, but I was shooting for it first. And it was on the sets of that film that uh, Goldie, my husband uh, now, uh, was there because he was ma- making another film with Bhatsab and he was there uh, on, on the shoot because in between shots when they had the time, there, there was a writing session that was going on on the, on the site. And here is where I met Goli and he was oh. like, uh, hi, and you know, morning, morning to talk. And I'm like, yeah, too extra. I must say this. <laughs> Stop. And my book came out and he till today remembers it that, you know, I was trying to be so friendly and you would just open the book and hold it. <laughs> but yeah, that was me. That was the books. And I met Goli there. So even my memory with my husband is with books. So can you imagine? And Goli is not a reader. So can you imagine this was like a... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. This is some wonderful times and wonderful moments that I've had with books. That's so nice and to hear. It has shaped me, also, you know. It shaped um, me, yeah. Though I traveled in India, 
my first uh, travel abroad was when I started working. So first time I got onto a flight, first time I was doing, but you know, it never felt so alien. Of course, you were doing it for the first time physically, but you read so much about all these things. And that's the thing about books. You're traveling the world without actually moving from your home. And that's yeah. so true. You, know, you learn so much. And um, this is not knowledge that the school will give you. But I have also noticed, even as a parent, I've noticed that, that, you know, you see anybody who has a great EQ and does really well. And when I say really well, I don't mean just being extremely rich and successful, uh, materialistic. But I feel that somebody who does really well is somebody who has a great balance of personal, professional life, of great EQ, as well as a decent IQ. You know, it's, it's that sort of a holistic person. And you see any of them that you pick up who are doing well in the field that they are doing, uh, that they are working in. And you will find that somewhere there has been an uncle, a grandparent, parent or a sibling who has introduced them to books. And the books have been part of their growing up. And you see that is what has shaped them. Because the kind of knowledge that you're going to get from books, from reading these various stories, um, uh, that education for me, I think I have remembered much more uh, than, uh, you know, your formal education that schools uh, give you. I think and that's why one of my favorite books is Educated, you know, by uh, Dara, I think. Her name is. Okay. I mean, it's just amazing when you, when you read how her life was. Self-educated woman. And uh, I, it resonated so much with me. You know, what a wonderful, wonderful book. So that's what books do. They educate you, you know, and that's the education that you look for and that really works for you in your real life, I think. Yeah, that's so lovely to hear. I'm really enjoying this conversation. You know, it's, I'm learning so much about you, like a totally different aspect. But tell me, like, you know, you're talking about books and stories. Like in India, let's focus on India for a bit also. Do you think we're, uh, when you look around at publishing in India, the kind of books that are coming out, uh, what do you make of the writing that's coming out of India, of the books that are coming out? Do you wish there were certain kind of stories that were being written about our country? Because, you know, we're so diverse, uh, we're such an interesting country. And what are you hoping that young India in particular uh, writes about? You know, are you hoping for different genres, like clutter-breaking genres? Uh, or are you just like simple stories from the hinterlands? Or, you know, what is it that you think is, do you think something is missing? Uh, no, uh, you know, I think what is missing is that we are not reading enough. Yeah. And that yeah. is, uh, that I think is the big missing that is happening. And, I, you know, uh, uh, when I see my son and I see that age, because they're so used to getting information so quickly that uh, you see they don't have the patience to read. I mean, of course, there are, there's always an exception. I'm talking very generally over here. And they, they don't have the patience to kind of, read through and enjoy the process and the descriptions because they're so used to the visual part of seeing it and uh, which you know is not bad but you know that just the uh, the enjoyment of going through the whole process so I think what is missing more is the is the reading rather than you know once that happens right now also when you look at the authors and you know you look at you're an author and you know how it is it's it's not easy to write a book and to put it out and you know put that kind of time into it because you're not getting that kind that much back and yes. it's so shocking because the amount you gain from the book and it's just you know like my book club is a passion project and uh, you know it, there's so there's been so many times that um 
you know, things come in where you say that, okay, can we do this? And, you know, it can help the book club a bit. And we've tried and we have succeeded, I would say. Keep the numbers tight. Keep them as pure as you can. And put out things that you genuinely believe in. And there is nothing. I'm not going to make anything on this book club. In fact, I will put into it rather than making. Because at least I want this one little platform where, you know, it can be sustained. Because authors, book club, bookshops are closing. So um, I think we can do. And maybe this is what we can do. And use the social media, the internet to kind of form the community. Which will keep certain amount of this, uh, this feeling, you know, alive. Uh, sorry, I'm digressing. You had asked me about uh, what did you well, ask? By me? the way, you'll be hailed as a as a as a publishing hero after after this answer because you know, thank you for identifying the struggles writers go through and what the publishing industry is also going through. You know, yeah. and I think you've nailed it that you know we need to be we need to have a a young Indians reading much more. But tell me, you know, this actually brings me upon my next point, which is very interesting. Especially Sonali, with in particular relation to female authors, you know, as it is, publishing is hard. Being an author in India, at least a book author, is very difficult. You get very low advances. Uh, you get very little recognition. Uh, but female authors, in particular, are facing even more struggles. You know, you get lower advances. You get uh, lower marketing budgets. Uh, literally, all the big literary awards have actually done uh, statistics on this. Only a quarter of them have gone out to uh, big female authors. So, you know, you almost feel like you're being marginalized and this is despite the fact that women's stories are so intrinsically linked to our nation's history, you know. They're capturing these, you know, sort of uh, huge uh, tectonic shifts of time. So, what can we do? I mean, a female voice, such a strong, powerful voice such as yours, what is your message to young, especially aspiring female authors and how do we lift each other up and take us along this successful journey that you're talking about? You know, the thing is that when you look back and through the ages you've always had amazingly strong wonderful female authors you know for me growing up I would say there are a couple of authors which have been life changers for me you know so um, uh, I would say Toni Morrison has been one of those you know uh, Elif Shafak has been one of those Isabel Ayanle my god you know these are such strong um, the one book that really kind of said was a wake-up call for me was a book called Yajni Saini by Pratibari. You know, it's been translated. Yeah, Pratibari is amazing. You know, when you saw, when you read that book, which was Mahabharat from Draupadi's point of view, hmm. and suddenly for me as a young girl, I, I must have been barely 20 when I uh, read that book. And it changed my way of thinking because it made me sit up. It made me ask so many questions as to why is this? Why did we, it was so easy to label uh, you know, uh, be it a Sita or be it a Draupadi. And you know, we have very rich uh, mythology and with, uh, rich, rich stories. But over a period of time, we have, it's the male voices that have been telling those stories. And, you know, yeah. it's not the female voices that are telling the stories. But now when you start looking at them, so, you know, it, it, it's amazing. Now, if even a Ravan can have a, have a point of view and a, a, the, a, it can be told from Ravan's point of view. It's high yes, time that we tell the stories from the women's point of view. Point of view. And Absolutely. Can you at that point, now you have authors who are telling those stories of, you know, uh, but the Yajna Saini was one of those at that point of time, which was written. And, you know, so if you go into our regional uh, literature, now, yeah. because we don't know, and if we could get good translations, we did the Thayur Chronicles also we had done on our, our book club. We are doing Ghachar Gochar right now. But that's the book we are reading, which is by Vivek Shambhav. These are all yeah. books which are translated. Beautiful books. And yeah. so rich what, what uh, literature we have. 
And so in that sense, I would say that there are always women's voices have always been there. Yeah. It is just that the perspective, um, what we look at is that we, we, the, the feeling is always that uh, the, the, the topics that the men write is more universal and are going to yeah. sell more. And yes. uh, what the women are writing, only women will buy, they will not buy so much. So there have been a couple of factors. It's always been women have not had that kind of income in their hands to go and buy a book for themselves that they would like to read. Usually you would see, like my mother would read the books that were there in the house or, you know, what oh, my father was picking up from the library and, you know, stuff like that. So what is happening now is changing. And this kind of conversation that we are having, where we talk about it and we say, it's for women and we start identifying, exactly. start going more and more for it and understand that, you know, it's not that the women are now starting to write. Women have always been writing wonderful stuff. In Absolutely. fact, in middle, you know, earlier uh, times, if I'm not in, in Victorian England, you would have women authors who would write under a man's name just so that yes. they could publish the books, you know. Yeah. So it's just a matter of identifying it, which we have and having more conversations like this and, you know, um, I've always felt that uh, we have to treat each other like sisters and we have to help each other. Be it in yeah. any profession, be it with authors, be it as actors. You know, yeah. if we can support uh, our sisters it'll in any, in our workplaces, in every kind of places, in entrepreneurship, it'll yeah. always, that will be the game changer. And, and we need to do that just so that we can have our voices heard. It can't be just one person doing something. I couldn't have put it across better myself. Thank you for saying that. And I hope that, you know, female authors are getting encouraged hearing this and they keep churning out wonderful stories. Uh, you know, let's talk about the story that you've written, the book that you've written, you know, uh, The Modern Gurukul, My Experiments with Parenting. So Sonali, tell us, you know, what is your take on modern parenting? Because I'm, I have two little girls now and I feel like we're getting so many things right, but we're also getting a lot of things wrong. So what is what do you think we're doing, especially as compared to the previous generation? You know, what did you learn through your own journey with the book? My son is 16 years old now. So I literally feel like parenting is nearly done with kind of <laughs> but never done. It's what not are you? Like, but uh, yeah. the thing on this is when I wrote the book, uh, he was very young, it was quite a few years back. And the idea was at that point of time when when I was raising my child, you all the books that were available were so scientific, you know, parenting yeah. books. They were boring. They were like encyclopedias and, you know, they were like, you know, babies. It, it was more like, you know, like some lab and a doctor's kind of a thing and only doctors were writing it. And as I was bringing up my child, I realized that, you know, it's, it, it, it's like a tome. It's like a study book. And, you know, parenting yeah. has to be more fun and it's got so much emotion in it. And I just found them to be very dry. There were no emotions in it. And then I realized also that parenting is so, you know, you, even if you have two children, like you said, both the children will be so different. So what yeah. worked for the first one is not going to work. <laughs> so exactly. You, you know, babies are born every minute or every seconds or whatever. But yeah. yet it's such a miracle, you know, even though it is happening constantly. And like I, uh, I was, we, when we were talking about certain things that keep happening constantly, we get a bit numb to it. But the fact is that it's a miracle. And how you enjoy it and how you go through that process uh, is, is, is uh, very personal. And uh, I, I just did not find enough things uh, that would help me with it. Uh, yes, your mother's tell, your master's tell, and all of that has been happening. But, you know, it's not been... 
something that I could look forward to. Then I said, yeah, you can tell somebody that this is how you parent. It is a journey. And uh, so I thought it would be interesting to put what I went through and what were my experiments with it and what worked for me in a book, which would just kind of tell, uh, give out the whole process of that. You know, it's a very personal thing. And if I use, this was my logic in coming to this con- conclusion. So maybe you could find a way and find your own way through it. That was the idea behind that book. Uh, also, it's at the time when really nobody had written a parenting book. Now everybody is writing parenting books <laughs> and nothing right. more the merrier, merrier. But yeah. it was at that point of time. Having said that, um, I also realized that I don't think writing is for me. It's a very lonely job and you have to yeah. sit down and you have to write it. And I hate what I write because I always feel that when you read what you're, it's, it's like the acting. Every time you look at what you're doing, you always feel you could have done that better. And I could have, I suppose. But it was just, uh, uh, it was something that I needed to put out. And after that, when I went through my illness, I just did not want to kind of isolate and start writing. I needed to be around people. So I never got back to writing another book. But I started enjoying the book club a lot more and discussing the books a lot more. So it kind of has a backseat with so many other things happening. But like I said that, yes, I did write the book. I did write my experiences with it. But I would say that uh, next time, if I ever get back to writing a book, it will be a, a different process. I didn't, don't think I enjoyed yeah. the process as much where that particular book was concerned. But, you know, I'm sure it gave you such keen insights into publishing. And, you know, one thing I've been getting asked a lot during the pandemic, Sonali, is what do you recommend your children to read? You know, they're sitting at home. Uh, now, hopefully, schools will open up and we're back, uh, you know, with our children being active. But intellectual stimulation, like, are there any, uh, first of all, does your son, uh, is he a voracious reader? Does he enjoy reading? And how did you inculcate the habit of reading in your children? Or how can somebody do it? <laughs> you see, this reading is, uh, my son is not a reader that I am. Okay, that's the yeah. fact. Okay. Uh, but I think he does read a bit. It's only because one, um, he he has a wonderful English teacher who's inspiring him. And because the mother gives him no choice, you know. So as a baby, it was like, if you're not reading, I will read to you, but we are going to read. So there were, uh, my husband was like, how many years of your life are you going to get him to bed? What is this habit? And how can this happen? He needs to be independent. I said, no. I need to read to him and this is the only time where I can pin him down, get him into bed and read to him. And so uh, I think till my till I went, Ranveer was 12 years old when I was diagnosed with cancer and I went to New York. But till then, till he was 12 years old, every night I would, you know, try. Um, there were times when I really did not take jobs which would keep me away from home too long because I would come and I would read to him. And that was the thing that it was like, uh, I need him to read. That's about it. Uh, Slowly, as time went by, I also have adapted a bit. And I realized that there are times what we need to do is that um, it's not necessary that it has to be a book. Use the technology, use the, you know, you know, the tablet, use the Kindle, because you can have so many more books uh, in that sense. And we need to adapt also. You can't, uh, storytelling is storytelling. Yes, we are romantic about it. We love the books. We love the bookshops. It's something that we want. But we must understand that you can't uh, not accept the fact that the world is changing. 
and there are so many times even on the book club where i've done certain books that are audibles and you know i've enjoyed it because there are so many things that uh, uh, you know i i wish while i was parenting i could do an audible because you know there are so many things that you can do while you're listening listening to it. too i discovered audible was when you know there were times when i can't read to my son and i said you know what i want you to hear and i realized that what is it that i want i want these words these stories to be in his brain if it goes through his eyes or through his ears it doesn't matter as long as it's getting into his brain as long as he's getting exposed to these various stories the various thoughts because like i said your eq which yeah. as a parent i realized that as my child grows up it's artificial intelligence and you know the only thing that's going to make our children human is their eq it's their emotional intelligence and Absolutely. because iq you're not going to match an artificial intelligence in your iq so what matters is the eq and i think stories and books and you know even if it is amar chitra kathas and all of that it gave me the world that it uh, sent me into and you know uh, all of these things is what is going to uh, shape that child so be you reading it could be beautiful illustrations to kind of tempt the child to you know pick up the book or it can be oh it's just keep this because for my son he was so intrigued by the tech of the kindle that i got him to read a couple of bits books just because he was interested in kindle <laughs> and then down to that audible so you know yeah. who's the tech who's the things for me when my son was young one of the books that i really remember is a book called wabi sabi and uh, beautiful japanese illustrations and what wabi sabi meant so it was a cat which in japan uh, uh, which was i think it was based in tokyo or in kyoto i think and you know uh, the cat was called wabi sabi and the cat, <laughs> cat needed to understand what wabi sabi meant so it okay. was a way for me to you know to see uh, and it was written in how you write haiku those poems that are written yeah. so it was a match it was interesting the conversation that i could have with my child while telling him that and to explain the meaning of wabi sabi believe me Lovely. to explain that to a child who is in elementary school was not easy <laughs> i did manage it and i was like really proud of myself that my son could understand what wabi sabi meant and that was the beauty of that book i found that uh, you know there's this publication house called katha publication yes Can yes they produce oh wonderful children's books stories with such beautiful illustrations and you know their stories and their characters which are indian so it was very beautiful I, these were the things that took me through as a parent and with my child i i took myself through those and as you're saying in these times what you saying has got me thinking about another thing i think i should start curating books for uh, children for children so, oh people yeah, will love it stop that you know as we could do that if in pandemic yeah. if parents are having that trouble we could age absolutely yeah i should curate the books for them it would be so wonderful and i it enjoy doing it <laughs> and you know a nice sense of indian indian and uh, foreign literature okay yes. because it's yes. such panchatantra amachitra katha you know even yes. a tinkle that we grew up reading so you know even things like that so uh, i'm sure parents would love to hear especially from you so you know let's also pick the interests of i think uh, the fact that you you picked his interest his curiosity curiosity with this, these books is all that matters and let me wrap up the interview sonali with our last question because we're running out of time but um what are the books that you're looking forward to reading now in 2022 is there anything in particular so, that's got uh, your interest 
Still right now, I'm reading uh, uh, at the book club. We are reading Kachur Kachur, which is yeah. uh, by Vikram Shankar. Yeah, wonderful book. And the one that we did before that, because I saw the movie and Dune had come out, and Dune was such a great part of my growing up because I'm a science fiction freak. I started my book club with a science fiction book, just by the way. <laughs> okay. It, it was called Bull by uh, Huey. Uh, I forget. Sorry, forgetting the yeah. name of it. So, but yeah, forgive me. We can Google it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, so you know, uh, uh, it was such a huge part of my growing up, and the movie was finally so well made that I went back to reading Dune, and I said, you know what, just for that nostalgia, let's read it, and so we read it together. And uh, so yes, we are looking forward to new books, and uh, after Dune, it was interesting to kind of go back into uh, something that is so Indian. um and i think that's the beauty of the book club is to be able you know i can explore so many books we, you know our uh, we are about uh, on instagram uh, 30000 and uh, about yeah. 28 or something on facebook so about 1000 you know uh, a strong community and so there are a lot of suggestions that come in also and you are most welcome to send us suggestions also and we are always looking absolutely and you know kind of doing various things with it so even on the book club what we do is we do one book a month but we are doing uh, sometimes there's so many other books that we want to and we can't really cover all of them so then yeah. we do recommendations we nice. do some a uh, young adult we do new authors debut and we do some regional fiction and like we do we do sonali's uh, the sbc little ones you know when we do the children's fiction so there are all various things that we do and then we do master classes and we do conversations with authors so there's a lot of that that goes in and uh, uh i think the more of the community that joins us the more of a voice we can all have together so i think i would be really looking forward to uh, uh you know more people joining in and um, you can see what we are going to be doing on the book club as and you know you can do it with us join in with us yeah And if you're right, let's sum up the interview with you. Know, it's the best journey that you can take without moving your feet. So, Nali, thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoyed this conversation. I loved uh, getting to know this bookish side of you. It was so interesting, and I'm sure uh, the viewers and listeners will also enjoy this. And of course, thank you to Jaipur Literature Festival for having us here. It was such a. I know it's been a very challenging time for them also. So you know, I'm glad we they brought us together and we had this amazing conversation. You know? Uh, I have to say, like you said, yes, thank you. I really have to thank the Jaipur Lit Fest. You know, I remember the time when we were there, and after coming back, also when I'd done the session, and I really, really wish we can do these physical sessions because the community yes. that is there, you know, just meeting wonderful. people, so wonderful. Yes, it is so wonderful. But um, uh, it's it's amazing that even through what is happening. you know all the founders and everybody in the team at the lit fest how they they're pulling this off and how they put this together really phenomenal since hats off to you and thank you for not giving up on the lit, uh, lit fest and for continuing and persevering thank you for that we love you for that and thanks you to me we do and meena uh, i'm looking forward to you please i would love to uh, you know see your book it's called of voice course. yeah Yeah, my latest, and it's got a beautiful cover. By the way, I'm in love with the cover. It took us three months to figure out the cover, which is uh, was a difficult book to get the cover. I'll send you the book definitely. I think you'll enjoy no, it. No, I, I will definitely uh, get the book, and I would love to go through it. And you know, uh, we could do something on the book club with it. It would be lovely. That would be lovely. Thank oh. you, Sonali. I, I, 
I, I, my only apologies that it might make you weep. <laughs> apologies in advance. That's the feedback I'm getting that people couldn't put it down and they wanted to murder the uh, the male protagonist. So quite interesting feedback. <laughs> but thank you, Sonali. We're all looking forward to anything that gets you emotional. Is a lovely yeah. story. So yes, <laughs> all for good stories all the time. So thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Meghna. Thank you. Thank you, Sonali. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jeopardy Bites. I'm your host Lakshdatta. This podcast is produced by Launchora in association with Teamwork Arts. Please follow or subscribe to this show wherever you're listening to this to be notified about new episodes. <laughs>